Roots week 11, we find ourselves in Psalm 119, passage 81 through 88. And those verses are really full of desire and almost pain and languish. It uses that very word in the first verse of 81 that David's soul is languishing for the salvation of the Lord. And if you don't know much about David's story, go back and look into how he became king and how he had to run to, for his life and where potentially were these psalms actually written. There's so much emotion and highs and lows to some degree within the psalms. Um, David's circumstances were, were difficult and a lot of that he writes about and I think this is one of those those passages of scripture that really gives us an insight to his desperation. That's the word that just kept coming to my mind. Um, as I read and, and looked into this eight-verse section, just desperation. He desired God to save him, to protect him from these people that were coming after him, not just physically, but even character assassinations. I mean, have you ever been in that place as, as a Christian, as a woman, as someone who follows God's way and not the way of the world, that you are a target for persecution, you're a target for betrayal, you're a target for people to try to d dig a pit for your character and your life to fall in. That's what David felt. And what does he do? He doesn't, in this circumstance, doesn't cry out to his friends, doesn't reach out to community. He cries out to God, help me. When will you comfort me? You know, these men who are not in according to your law, God, they're coming after me and they're arrogant and they're digging pits for me and they're lying about me and probably lying about you and the fact that I'm believing you. But as for me, here that David says, I will not forsake your precepts. Is that your response when the going gets tough and life gets hard? Is that you won't forsake the Lord? He is our first defense. He is the place of our only comfort. When it gets difficult and people get mean and life gets hard and tensions escalate, do not forsake the only one who holds the keys to comfort you, the only one who holds life in his hand. Yes, it may seem desperate and out of control, and it is out of your control, but not his. He is sovereignly reigning over all things, even the circumstances and the situations in our lives that cause this sense of languish and desperation of the soul. The other thing that really struck me is, is even when he goes on to describe languishing even more and he says, my eyes fail. I mean, in terms of, of my life and of just being a woman, I think that's referencing tears and just crying out, literally. Have you ever had those moments where you just cry yourself to sleep in the pillow and you just ache for the, for the Lord, for peace, for joy, for comfort, for things that people next to you don't understand? David did understand that. Jesus did understand that. I have understood that. And Psalm 56, 8 says he bottles every single one of our tears. It doesn't catch him by surprise. He's very full aware of what is going on, and he does have comfort in store. There's an entire passage in 2 Corinthians, I believe. Let me flip there really quickly so I don't misquote it, but I believe it's 2 Corinthians. Um, 
yeah, Second Corinthians chapter 1, uh, mainly verse 3 through 5, it talks all about God's comfort. And God comforting us, not in the way the world does, but he does comfort us indeed. And it's a really sweet passage that this, this chapter reminded me of in particular, um, that verse, the ending of 82 here in Psalm 119. Um, 2 Corinthians <laughs> chapter 1 literally has some tear stains in my Bible for me um, as I've cried out to God to be my comfort. Uh, and the last kind of thought I, I want to leave you with is just that idea of perseverance. I think we see languish and pain and desperate times in this passage, but I think we also see perseverance and endurance and this unwillingness to forsake what he is putting his life on the line for. You know, David <laughs> is just, he's relentless <laughs> when it comes to believing God's word. He is absolutely immovable. Are you? Can your belief in God's word be shaken? Or do you have a reckless, relentless belief in what he says is true, no matter who around you, even if it's your own self-talk, is lying to you and is trying to get you off course? Cling to him. He will revive you, as it says in that very last verse. And David was asking him, revive me according to your loving kindness so that I will keep your testimonies. <laughs>